So let's open our Bibles to Psalm 35 and the 27th verse. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So continually say, you know, there are few things in the Bible. The Bible says to continually do it. Hallelujah. It says in all circumstances, give thanks to God for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. It says continually, one is to thank the Lord. Continually in all circumstances, give thanks to God for this is the will of Christ or the will of God in Christ Jesus. Here the Bible says, let them continually say the Lord be magnified. Why? Because he delights in the prosperity of his servants. Amen. Hallelujah. He delights in the prosperity of the one who serves God. So if, if you are one of those who are serving the Lord, I have good news for you. God delights to prosper you. It is not God's intention to walk in lack and in uh, 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 less. Hallelujah. Lack and less are not God's plan over your life. We serve an El Shaddai God, the God who is more than enough, the God who is above our greatest needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The one who increases, hallelujah, more than I need. A God who is more than enough. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Here Bible says, he who delights in the prosperity of his servants. Everybody says, he delights in the prosperity. In delights in my prosperity. Tonight I want to speak to you something about how to break the spirit of poverty. I want to title this word at least once in my lifetime. At least once in my lifetime. Hallelujah. And we will stitch the word tonight together. At least once in our lifetime. You know, poverty is a spiritual force. It's actually a demonic spirit. It has got a personality and a nature like any other demon. It wants to exert itself on earth. It's a demonic spirit. It's a spiritual force. If we don't take authority over it, can bring pain into our families, into our household. Tonight the Lord wants to especially pray for the household to be free from the spirit and from the mindset and from the demonic struggles of poverty and lack. If you can rebuke it tonight, if you are enlightened and take spiritual authority over it, like any other spirit, it will leave your life. I've heard people say like statements like this, I will not be broke another day of my life. That's not a statement made out of an emotional moment. It's a statement that is made in a moment of revelation. Hallelujah. When you know that Jesus is a savior, you will resist hell and hell's plan against you and your family Amen. every day and every moment. When you know that by the stripes of Jesus I am healed, you will resist the sickness just like you resist sin. When you understand, hallelujah, God has called me to walk in prosperity. He delights in the prosperity of servants. You will learn to resist the devil of poverty like you resist sin and sickness. Amen. Come on church tonight. Can I have a witness tonight in the name of the Lord? Hallelujah. You resist it. If you rebuke a demonic spirit, spirit will leave. There's a condition of living from hand to mouth. Hand to mouth. What does that mean? Most of us, we eat to live or we live to eat. But the majority of people on earth, they work so they can eat. It's a condition of living from hand to mouth. They work so that they can eat. Tonight that cycle needs to be broken. Hallelujah. 
Many of us are not poor or nobody is below poverty line. But even if you are experiencing lack and continuous lack in your life. Tonight, hallelujah. There is an impartation of authority over your spiritual, hallelujah Lord. Over your, over your, over your financial, hallelujah area of your life tonight in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God wants you to, hallelujah, impart tonight. Hallelujah. One of the things that happened before the Lord will come is the wealth of the Gentiles shall be transferred to the righteous. Why? Because the righteous know how to use it for the glory of God. That's why. Hallelujah. God wants to be his people to be free from the demonic cycle. Pastor has been teaching us to break that reverse momentum. The house of David became stronger and stronger. A positive momentum. A positive momentum. But the house of Saul became weaker and weaker. A demonic momentum. Hallelujah. Tonight we have to break the demonic momentum. Hallelujah. Sin, hallelujah, opens the door to a negative momentum. Repentance opens a door to a positive, a God, hallelujah, Holy Spirit-led momentum. Tonight, hallelujah, have a heart of repentance. Say, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. Hallelujah for, hallelujah, believing in lack and walking in lack. Hallelujah, Lord, tonight, hallelujah. I want to break that cycle tonight out of my life. Hallelujah. There are many people who believe that walking in lack is a sign of spirituality. That's an error. That's a religious mindset. It is actually an error. It will keep you from accomplishing God's purpose over your life. Tonight that mindset needs to be broken. Hallelujah. That spirit needs to be rebuked. It has to be brought into open. Hallelujah. So you can walk in the fullness of the blessing. That the full blessing of God, of the gospel will be upon your life. Poverty defies logic and rational thinking. When you study the scripture in the garden of Eden, God never created poverty. They were fully whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. As a matter of fact, if you look at the animals, God made a, not one kind of uh, Butterfly, many butterflies. God did not make one kind of uh, anything. He makes a lot of species of animals. Not just one species. When he made cow, there were different kinds of cows. When he made cat, there were different kinds of cat. Puma, cheetah, tiger. Even in tiger, the white tiger. Bengal tiger. He made insects. He made more than just one insect. So it defies logic and rationale if you are a Bible believer because God never created poverty. Hallelujah. Somewhere in the hearts of religious people, somebody said, you are poor, you are spiritual. Hallelujah. Even the people who propagand that live in riches. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a controlling spirit, I believe. Hallelujah. It's a demonic spirit. It doesn't make you more spiritual than you are. Just like being rich does not make you more spiritual. Hallelujah. It's not becoming rich that makes you spiritual. Nor does it being poor make you more spiritual. But it is uh, what makes you spiritual is when you believe that God does not make his children walk in lack. That's a spiritual thought. Because he's my shepherd and I shall not, hallelujah, have any lack. For the Lord is my good shepherd, the Bible says. If you believe he's a good God, he's a good shepherd, that's a spiritual thought. That there will not be any lack in your life tonight. If you believe it, lift your hands and thank the Lord. He's a God, hallelujah, who takes you out of lack into the fullness and overflow. I'm speaking out of my experiences tonight. Hallelujah. The poorer you are, the more godly you are. It's not there in the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. So if God was a generous God in the garden of Eden when he created everything else. Hallelujah. If God was a generous God in the first chapter of the Bible. 
You think that after a you know half of the Old Testament or you know the Lord suddenly came to his senses. <laughs> The Lord's rationale and the wisdom changed. And he said, no, no, I have to make them poor. Come on church tonight. He's a God who never changes his mind. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. In the garden of Eden, look at the breeds of dogs, look at the breeds of trees. There was no lack, but abundance and blessing. If so, do you think that the church he has created, he has bought with his precious blood, will he make the church live in poverty when he became poor to make the church rich? He purchased his children, not with gold or silver, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If in the creation God was so generous and, and, and so abundantly prosperous, do you think that he is going to change his nature? He is a magnanimous God. He is opulent. He is excellent. Hallelujah. So tonight, if you are a child of God, Hallelujah. We want to break that spit of poverty out of your mind so that, hallelujah, in 2021, when you're going to step into 2022, know with full confidence that he's a God who blesses his people. He delights in the prosperity of his servants. I've been young and I've been old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or children begging for bread. Or in the New Testament says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. He became poor that I shall be rich. And the God of all grace make you abound to the real to all sufficiency in all things. More than enough. The God of all grace he is. Make you more abundant. I've come to give you life and life in all abundance. Amplify version says that you enjoy life. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 6. When Jesus said, do not worry about tomorrow, what did he say? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, your heavenly father feeds them. Matthew 6, 26 and 28. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Verse 28. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yeah. Look how well they're taken care of. Look how beautiful they are. How much varieties there is. If I am the creator who needs to take care of them, I know how to take care of your life, is what God is saying. That is logic. If I know how to take care of the birds, I know how to take care of the plants. I know how to take care of you. There's something called the dynamics of symmetry. It means where there is a event in moved into motion, even then that law will continue. It's called the dynamics of symmetry. Example, every minute there are 26 waves that keep coming in, whether it is high wind or low wind, and that's the way God created it and He's continued to do so. That law was put into motion when God did created it, it's continued. On the keyboard or saxophone, E flat, it is the same in Japan and China. You ask them, make them, you know, in E flat is not something different in India. There's nothing called an Indian E-flat and a Japanese E-flat. Once E-flat was set into motion, a tune was set into motion, it's the same everywhere. In the same in Europe. E-flat is E-flat. The human body is not just made up of one cell. Amoeba is one cell, but there are billions of cells in human body. Even today, there are billions of cells in human body. Hallelujah. 
So what am I trying to say tonight? You're not a second class citizen. You're not a cattle class. You are not a failure. Why are you not a failure? You know, Pastor said, when he was running the race, you know, he got so excited that he would come 10th in the race, but there was only 10 people running. He said he would play chess and he would come second. Uh-huh. So he said, all through his life, there was like an inferiority complex that your brothers were better than me. Brothers were better than me. They had better talents. You know, they had better future. He says, I was always a question mark, he said. I was always a question mark. Till he realized that the only race that he had won and that had set him free from that thought of failure was when he understood when the sperm was released out of maybe 10 million sperms that was released. It was that one sperm that came in the front. And that was him. Hallelujah. Praise God. He won that race. Because God had a plan over his life. Praise God. Even tonight, if you have been birthed into this world, hallelujah, when the sperm was released out of 6 million or 10 million sperms or 100 million sperms, you were the one who was chosen to be born in your mother's womb. Hallelujah. Because God had a plan over your life. God had a purpose over your life. God has made you a winner. Hallelujah. A winner was born. Come on church tonight. Hallelujah. That is a race that you won. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are a champion in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You competed with six million and you won. Are you with me church tonight? Open your mouth and say I'm a winner. That's what all things were. Make it for the good. Happened for the good, for those who love him and call according to his purpose. That what does mean? You are a winner. You can't lose. You are in the pit. You are a winner in the pit. You are in the prison. You are a winner in the prison. You are in the struggle. You are in the winner in the struggle. If somebody is pushing you, hallelujah, you are a winner there. Because if somebody is pushing you into your destiny, somebody is kicking you, hallelujah, the one who kicks you will know how strong you are. Hallelujah. So don't feel like a loser tonight. Look at somebody and say, I'm a champion in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's something called the law of excellence or opulence, which means magnificence. The temple of Solomon was made with such kind of magnificence where the queen of Ethiopia came and said, wow, wow. If God was somebody who just wanted to say, hey, listen, I, I don't want anybody to think high of me. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, no, it's just, it was a mistake. Solomon was, a, I mean, no, he didn't say that. He wanted his presence, he wanted his glory, he wanted his tum- t- uh, temple to have an excellence, a magnificent opulence. He used gold and silver and precious stones building this temple of Solomon. And the only thing that was more costly and more beautiful was the body of Christ. Your body and my body. Hallelujah. The only thing that was more costly was your body and my body. Because he purchased it with his own blood. It says gold and silver. Hallelujah. It's not enough. For he has not purchased you with gold or silver. But the precious blood of Jesus. Because you are more valuable than the temple of Solomon. Come on church tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you are valuable. Amen. Hallelujah. This is how valuable you are. I have understood one thing. It is in the consciousness. It's not just the revelation. It's the consciousness of your revelation that makes you walk in another plane. 
Hallelujah. So many people get a revelation in the church, but the next day morning, they don't have no conscious about it. I'll be teaching you how to be conscious. Hallelujah. In my lifetime, that's what our topic, pastor said, you know, the million in development goals in the United Nations Development Plan, UNDP, eight of them, eight of them, one is to eradicate poverty and hunger. But in the biblical, the Bible says the poor will always have you. I mean, have the poor will always be with you. So we cannot biblically eradicate completely. But one of the development goal was as much as possible to eradicate poverty and hunger. Number two, achieve universal primary education. Number three, gender equality. Number four, reduce child mortality. Improve mat maternal health. Number five. Number six, combat killer diseases. Number seven, ensure envi 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 environmental. <laughs> environmental sustain sustainability and stability and number eight develop global partnerships so these were the eight goals they had now we have come to a state where actually one b billion planet people on planet who don't have access to good water drinking water especially in the time that we are living in as a billion people don't have access to good water one point billion people don't have Good meal. One meal is what they have for two or three days together. 900 million people live in slum-like conditions. Why does the church have to prosper? Because 1.2 billion can't write their own name or read their own name. We are speaking about so much of technology. 870 million people, one-fourth of the adult world are illiterate. So it is impossible for them to hold wealth to gather or hoard wealth. During slavery times, whether it is in the United States or Jews, they were made slaves and it was illegal for them to read or write. Even the same thing happening in the Indian, some of the North Indian countries. People have no understanding and Christian educational institutions are especially attacked. If they are teaching people, if they are giving learning or leading them into a better way of life. Why? Because the uh, caste system is still ruling our nation, some other places. So in your time, the reason you have to enjoy the blessing of God and prosperity is that you shall have a heart, at least one child I'll put through school in my lifetime. Hallelujah. You should be so blessed. So at least in your lifetime, one child you can educate. It's the church's job to take care of the widow and the orphans. Hallelujah. It's not the government's job. Or gender equality. It is said that two-thirds of the world's work is done by women, but they have only one-hundredth of the world earnings. And that is why pastor said he believes strongly God is going to prosper women in the church. Come on church tonight. Hallelujah. They are going to have properties. They are going to own assets. They are going to have their own properties and own businesses. Hallelujah. And they will see that they can walk in the blessing of God. Hallelujah. If anyone lifting, hallelujah, but listening to me tonight, lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive it, Lord. Houses that have not built, wealth that have not dug, Lord, is going to be my portion. Come on. And axa, axa like anointing. Hallelujah. And upper and lower spring. Double portion of the anointing tonight. Authority, glory. Hallelujah. All in the name of Jesus. There are sometimes the properties are written only in the guy's name and nothing in the women's name. Hallelujah. So pastor said, some of you might not like, you know, sometimes messages like that, but hallelujah. If you're committed in the church, let me tell you something. That you should never have a testimony of, you know, it's not a testimony, but you should never have a record. And none of you should have a testimony of having beaten your wife and uh, disrespected a woman. That's not Jesus. Hallelujah. That's not macho, nothing macho about it. Hallelujah. 
some of the places and the families that you are in, you think that that is what um, masculinity about. Hallelujah. There's no, nothing masculine in the eyes of God about it. Masculine is love your wife as Christ loved the church, nourishing and cherishing. Hallelujah. Giving yourself to her as Christ gave himself for her. Gender equality. Like Pastor other day was saying, there is nowhere in the Bible that only women should take care of the children. You have an equal responsibility of raising up your children. You watch movies, you have fun and let the women work hard and do everything else. No, it's an equal responsibility of raising up your children. Or child mortality. It's 11 million child children die every year because of preventable causes. That is about 30,000 children a day. That's why other than prayer and worship and singing in the spirit, hallelujah, in your lifetime at least, you should be instrumental for getting one child immunized. Immunized. Other than your own. You should immunize your children. You should immunize your children. But I'm speaking about other than your child. There are other children with measles, polio, and all these things are reappearing in the last days. 15 million women die a year giving birth. There is a literally the population of Cochin City. Pastor said he thought AIDS was the number one killer in Africa. But he said he found out that malaria is the number one. So Jesus did not say to the UNICEF, feed these children and take care of them. What did Jesus say? Look at Matthew chapter 25 verses 35 to 40. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took, took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in, or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Amen. Says, well, if you have done it for the least of your brethren, you have done it for me. Pastor said, the church, the body of Christ should have the largest feeding programs. Not just uh, when the floods and the tsunamis hit. No, we should have a vision of reaching out to the poor. Not forgetting that the gospel is the good news is the number one focus. But yet through our lives and through our love, we should be able to touch Hallelujah. Through our resources, able to touch the poor and the hungry and the needy. Amen. That is the part of the mandate God has given to the church. For that, God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be abundant. God wants you to have a prosperity with a purpose. At least in your lifetime, clothe one person. Sometimes we come to church, you know, just to hear a revival message. We want to learn a series and, you know, but sometimes you have to be practical. All night prayer is good. 40 days and 21 day fasting is good. I'm all for it. It's wonderful. We have to do it. But unless and under together with that, without losing our focus away from the gospel, we should allow the love of God to flow through our lives. Hallelujah. And prosper other people and bless other people through our lives. That's how the love of the gospel will reach homes. And many will thank the Lord, the Bible says, because of you. Hallelujah. You will become a vessel of thanksgiving for the glory of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me to be one of those, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. There are people who can die because they cannot afford to go to the hospitals. They don't have the faith for supernatural heal, healing either. Sometimes people are crying and you know, they said, at least, Lord, you know. So, Pastor, he said, it was cry was at least, let them die with dignity. No, nobody to worry. Nobody to do anything for them. Tonight, 
when god touched our hearts in our lifetime we have to do something when god prospered the children of israel in the old testament there was a law the law of gleaning what does that mean when you have a field and you could take the harvest but the sides of the field were supposed to be left as it is because the fruit which was fallen from those trees was supposed to be left as it is because somebody who is poor somebody who is needy somebody who has got a need could come and pick up without begging he could just pick up they were allowed to pick up what was lying on the ground even the gleaners the old testament were asked to you know asked not to pick up that which fall fall from their bags when they're carrying the harvest says keep it there because the principle said somebody should be blessed because of your hard work that is why to ruth boaz said to his servants drop something purposefully let her take as much as she wants says purposefully drop it down tonight abundance is coming god is enlarging your heart tonight to walk in the abundance with the abundance there is a blessing hallelujah the heart is god is opening a heart hallelujah to give without fear that's right to give without fear hallelujah glory to god give without pressure to give without stress come on habaraba sambaraba udagalagadaga jarigadatte jarikara andalagadagan andul kadagan andal kadaga doodalavalaba i rebuke that spirit of poverty i rebuke that spirit of lack the demonic spirit that is controlling the lives of the people the minds of the people tonight be broken in the name of jesus a generous eyes create or oh, make generous plans tonight give us a generous eyes lord to make generous plans tonight oh rabalavala device a generous plans oh rabalagadaga mana sambharadana manasiya the hearts be open tonight in the name of jesus hallelujah if your hands and say i receive that in the name of jesus i receive the blessing in the name of jesus amen so how do you break the cycle of poverty number 1 change the image imagery or changing the image it begins with changing the image you begin to think imagine there is only one nation across the world that you can go without a visa without a passport that is the world of imagination <laughs> you can imagine things based on the word of god every blessing begins when you begin to conceive that in your mind the devil controls your images he places within you bible says take every thought captive to the obedience of jesus christ take every imagination and thought captive cease from thoughts and imaginations that is not given by god cease from it the place that is number one attacked is your mind but in your mind is your imagination the moment when you try to be creative to imagine something good all kinds of wild things bombard your mind and you step out of that realm of anointing tonight may god progress you by giving you the right thoughts about yourself first the picture of the to picture you as a winner can you imagine yourself so much of love of god flowing through you so much of wisdom inside of you so much of power and glory a figure so so much of authority and or are you always thinking about you know in lack can you imagine yourself providing food and drinking lending to the nations building up homes clothing people by millions can you imagine that or only you always saying where do i get my armani suit now lord prosper me for my armani suit i mean definitely he will definitely he will but that's not should be your imaginations be your imagination should enlarge when your imagination enlarge your world will enlarge and you become large some people say it's materialistic materialistic thinking pastor but it's creative thinking that's why joseph was so much 
filled with so much wisdom and he looked at how he could have the biggest feeding program he saw it some of our mindsets needs to go beyond ourselves beyond that home stable into the nations of the world come on church tonight tonight the poverty mindset should be broken off every thought that makes you captive to the devil to be broken off open your mouth and say i'm a child of the living god hallelujah rabadiya jarandara dinadara skaradara manasiya i am not an addict i am not bound but i'm set free to think and think big hallelujah and the first thought should be i'm not a bad person god has washed me and cleansed me with his precious blood i am a child of the living god if you don't view yourself like that you cannot move in this kind of grace what you view about yourself is the is that which will uh, that which will express to other people if you think that god is a loving god you will give love you want to extend that love if you are frustrated you will share your frustration with other people But tonight you are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You are a holy nation, set apart unto God, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Hallelujah! Tonight God is releasing a Holy Spirit-filled mind. You have to put your hand on your head and say, "I have the mind of Christ." Hallelujah! When you say that, certain demonic headaches will leave you tonight. Once I was attacked by day to day headache. I was eating paracetamol, and it would go for three or four hours till God made this a rima for me. I said, "I have the mind of Christ," and that headache was broken. Hallelujah! Sicknesses will bro. Sicknesses that are concerned with your mind, with your head, will leave if you every day declare, "I have the mind of Christ." Hallelujah. Pastor said, when he travels, and if he says stay in somebody else's house, or if he's traveling to a through a plane, you know, to the western country, you know, and he go to a bathroom, and if the bathroom is in a mess, he said he will try to clean it as much as possible he can, because after he comes out and somebody else has come in, he doesn't want to say that all these Indians are dirty. Yes, yeah, say. So he said he cleans it. because some of the most educated cities and places are some of the most dirtiest cities we can't sometimes keep our house clean there's something wrong our mind should mindset should be i will not tolerate any dirt because i'm a child of god should keep the church clean a house clean and it doesn't happen oh, automatically angels are not going to sweep your floor now at least we have dyson and uh, robot you know i'm saying at least buy one of those <laughs> you want an atmosphere that is clean pastor spiritual father taught him the devil cannot stand cleanliness whenever you go you notice a bound place is always unclean place there's a lot of smell lot of you know garbage lot of uncleanness around it so tonight it's very important to take a personal hygiene take a bath cuz devil doesn't like bath <laughs> when you cast out a demon out of somebody one common thing was you know it's always dirty you'll feel a demonic spell i'm saying and i go next to somebody i feel a demonic smell i know it's some kind of oppression so just keep your house clean your clothes clean your bathroom clean your office place clean you know if you say dirt <sighs> so if there is dirt in your mind you can't imagine properly not only your surroundings but our mind should be clean Hallelujah. Now, how do you activate it? Number one, changing the image. Number two, Joshua one eight. Number This two. This book of the law 
shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You shall meditate. Joshua, God was telling Joshua, because Joshua was born in a slavery in Egypt. He led a nomadic life in the wilderness. So God was about to take him into the promised land of investments and lands and vineyards and wells and blessings. But before he said, I take you in, I want your thought life to change first. You want to enter into a blessing? Change your thought first. Come on church. I want you to meditate on the law of God and the blessings of God. I want to meditate on it. Which is the area that you are struggling? Change the meditation of that area. Otherwise, you're going to think the way that you thought in Egypt. You're going to make your lifestyle what you experience in the wilderness. So meditate. You have to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to meditate. Help me. And while, 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 when I'm reading the word, let that word become alive in my mind. Let I be conscious about it. I've seen if you can read 100 scriptures a day, at least 15 or 20 of them become Rima to you every day. And you're living in the consciousness of that scripture. And you move above the realm of your problems. That's what happens. Consciousness of the word of God. Consciousness of his presence cause you to fly above the storms. The storms are there, but you fly above it. The hurdles are there, but it will not affect you. The problems are there, but you are at peace. Because the realm is different. And your consciousness about the blessings, the goodness of God. I mean, if... If reading 100 scriptures will take one and a half hours, why not? Give one and a half hour every day to read the scriptures. You ask me which are the scriptures, I'll send it to you. Pastor, which is the script, scriptures that I should uh, read? There is a, uh, uh, while I'm speaking this, there will be a address that is shown. There are phone numbers that are shown. Send a message to that phone numbers and I will send you 100 scriptures for you to read. <laughs> Every day, declare it. Hallelujah. Read it. Meditate on it. Pastor said we should have a create, a think hour. Sometimes we say I don't even have time to pray for one hour. Then you are asking for think hour. You should have a think hour. Not for preaching ministry, not to make requests known to God. But Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. The Holy Spirit needs to birth ideas. Holy Spirit, creative ideas. How to grow the existing assets. Ideas of enlargement, growth. Surplus blessings will come through then. He will add assets to the assets. Hallelujah. Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.18 It says Can somebody read Deuteronomy 8.18 And you shall remember the Lord your God For it is he who gives you power to get well You should remember the Lord your God For it is he who gives you the power One of the versions says create wealth So there is a creativity before wealth Hallelujah There is created wealth when the power and the anointing comes, oh, it's not automatic wealth, it's creative wealth. Come on church tonight. I pray the anointing of creativity will come upon you. Take over your minds tonight in the name of Jesus. I sense a hallelujah. So many minds being opened tonight. Oh, through the realm of the spirit. Through the realm of ideas. And hallelujah. And potentials. And hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Wealth ideas. Oh, hallelujah. Receive it tonight in the name of the Lord. Dimal Karadura, the profitable ideas. Hobaraba, Dimal Karadurandal Kabarakamanasia. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Increase in assets tonight. I decree forth in the name of Jesus. Oh, Dabarakamana Sambara, the Ramanasia, the Lagadagamala. Hey, glory, 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 glory. Victory by the blood of Jesus. One idea can change your life. 
Sometimes I wear shoes, you know. So it's made out of plastic bottles. Very comfortable. <laughs> One idea. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you with me church tonight? The Bible says in the beginning was the word Logos. Which means God thought about it before he spoke. It began with the thought. You were on the thought of God because before you became a reality on earth. God chose in his mind. Chose you in his mind first. He chose which two people should come together to make the masterpiece you. Ephesians 2.10 says you are a masterpiece. You are God's workmanship of God. But God had it in mind. Which parent should come? In which nation? In which tribe? In which color? In which time? Wow. What a God that we serve. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three and I finish with this. Develop a system studying successful people, past and present. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, imitate me, study me, study me as I study Christ. They didn't become successful just becoming a, winning a lottery. There were choices, decisions. Something that they did brought success. So you have to learn that. Proverbs 13, 20. Can you read please? He who walks with wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Walk with the wise and you shall be wise. Walk with the stupid, you shall be a stupid. You know what I'm saying? I've told many a people, you know, when you are in lack, walk with the one who has got abundance and plenty. But ego stops us from learning. If you are average, don't spend your life thinking with average people. You need humility to walk with people who have got plenty and abundant because something worked for them. Get the free knowledge. Number four, have a daily confession. That's what I just said, telling you about. Speak the word which says God delights in the prosperity. That's what we started of his servant. You know, you have to open and declare that if you are especially in lack and if you go a day without declaring that something is wrong, you have to declare God delights in the prosperity of his servants. Change the way you speak. Change your thought process. And tonight, the Lord will bless your life. So you have to ask the Lord to fill my thought. Fill my words. With your thoughts. With your words. How many of you tonight will say that? I'll change my conversations. Tonight, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Change my thoughts. My mindsets. Change the way that I speak. Change my conversation. Let divine, holy thoughts, holy words. Words that will change my life. Raise my life. That bless my life. Oh, create out of my mouth tonight in the name of the Lord. Let it come forth through the mouth of the lips, O oh Lord. Your word declares the mouth of the lips and infants. God has ordained praise. Hallelujah. To still the avenger. If you would say the right thing tonight, it will still the avenger. It will still the enemy of poverty tonight. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Open your mouth. Bless your own life tonight. Hallelujah. In Jesus name, Father. Amen. It is recorded that 21 consecutive days of what you will do is what your permanent feature in life is. Daniel fasted by 21 days. 21 days of what you speak and what you do become a permanent fixture in your life. If you get up in the morning and pray for 21 days, 22nd day you will automatically get up. If you speak the word, 100 scripture for 21 days, 22nd day, you cannot start your day without declaring that. Oh, come on church tonight. So, you go to a gym, work out for 21 days. 22nd day, you'll feel miserable if you don't work out. 21 days you pray. 22nd day, you cannot go without prayer. So have a healthy daily confession. Number five, always come to church with a paper and pen. First, you have to come to church for that. <laughs> don't send the paper and pen with somebody else. Some people's paper and pen are in the church for the last 10 years. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 
If you're getting something, you need to record it today, Bob. I mean, there are notes in your iPads and iPhones, so you can just click that scripture in your screen right, right now and just put it in that note. So, so many things they can do. But some of you can't because you are eating while you are watching. a sign of spiritual growth and maturity not eating while you're watching but writing while you're watching <laughs> hallelujah I said he never go for any meeting without a book or a pen I say whoever is preaching even somebody who's not as you know junior to you still if God is speaking through him or her write it down who knows and number six always be a giver always be a giver I know I think I'm speaking to mature people. Don't think, oh, pastor wants some money. Give for tithe. Give for my... According to the word. Have a conviction of the tithe. God will open up the windows of heaven. Tithes and offerings. Unless you tithe, unless you sow, you can never get out of your poverty. I came out of many financial struggle by giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. Till the last penny. You know what I'm saying? Many a times I've broken. Many a times God has been faithful, I'll say, to His word. Pastor once said, If God blesses you so much, can you make him an equal partner? Can you be the biggest giver? Hallelujah. Never come to church empty-handed. When you don't have money to sow, so what do you have? In the earlier days, I would sew my shirts, my watch, my pocket money. My father, only pocket money I had, my father gives me for my birthday. I would sew that. Best shirt that I get for my birthday, I'll give it. Hallelujah. There's always something that you can give. Elijah broke the curse of poverty life in the widow of Sarapath by telling her, cook me some bread first. Hallelujah. I think I've told that to two people in my life. I had the divine boldness when they did not have anything. I said, sow this. And both those people have gotten out of poverty into blessing. Hallelujah. It's not about money. It's your heart and your attitude before God. You break the cycle by being a giver. Amen. So tonight if you don't have anything and if you're making a gajar alva, give me first. <laughs> so that's the word tonight. Breaking the spirit of poverty. Let's close our eyes in prayer. 